Tom, really a leading thought leader in the cryptocurrency space. He's building up his own platform, Walter.ai, which you can be a part of by going to that URL. He wishes he would have understand or understood what was an old man's game versus a young man's game. He's now happily playing in the young man's game in a very, very forward thinking space. Taught us about tokens, blockchains, and some of these key questions you should ask uh, for anyone pitching you on a crypto uh, investing kind of syndicate or investment fund. This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. This is episode 755. Coming up tomorrow morning, Julian Marchese joins us. He is the 21-year-old who runs his own $5 million hedge fund. Tune in to find out how he raised the capital and how he did it at such a young age. Hello, everyone. My guest this morning is Tom Keneshenko. He has been investing in cryptocurrencies. All the buzz right now. Cryptocurrencies, also called digital assets or tokens, since 2013. He founded and exited the first Bitcoin and Ethereum fund in Canada, invested in the Ethereum crowd sale, and has made 10 times or greater returns in Bitcoin, Ether, Ethereum, Classic, Golem, and several other tokens. By the way, I feel so smart naming these names, and I have no idea what they mean. We're going to learn all about them in a second. He's also founder and general partner at First Block Capital, a digital asset fund manager where Tom leads investments in new token issuance. He's also the founder and CEO of Walter.ai, which is really, I mean, he's building a distributed Bloomberg terminal for those of you that are familiar with a Bloomberg terminal in finance, which intends to make the best supplier of market data to the cryptocurrency market. Tom, are you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely, Nathan. You're going to make us all rich on this new stuff that we have no idea what it does, right? That's how this is going to work? Or I'm going to get all your money into crypto right before it crashes. (laughs) (laughs) Either way, you win, right? (laughs) All right. So, Tom, um, obviously, we've had you on before. It was kind of a different focus. I wanted to have you back on to talk more about this stuff. So here's what I'd like to do. Tell us first about Walter.ai. It's kind of the base, right? Because this is like the pro- this is how you're productizing. I think your interest in the space, and then I have specific questions about issuances and Ethereum and, and some of the other things. So, what's Walter.ai do? So, we have a market that let's call it the token market. We've gone from zero to ninety billion market cap in like you know around five years. We only have a couple years of these new altcoin tokens, and there's very little information on this market. There's information that's public, like okay, each of these each of these tokens is built on a blockchain, and we can explore those public blockchains to determine how many people are using them, are people interested in them. But doing that work just takes a lot of time. Mm-hmm. But that's one thing. We just this this explosion of interest and explosion of projects, but people just haven't taken the time to do the digging to determine okay, what's actually going on. The other thing is that um, this is liquid venture capital. So these tokens represent not even equity in most cases, but they represent kind of an exposure to a startup project. And what that means is that, as you know, investing in startups is is a little bit probably more about qualitative information than it is about quantitative. You want to know, are the teams working? Do do users actually care about this? And that's information that's kind of hard to get. Like you have to go and meet the teams. You have to, you know, research how many people are engaging with them on their Slack channel or or on Reddit. So we've decided to apply the distributed model of building companies and we can get into that. I think that's a really, really important point to get into. Um, We've decided to use that model to basically build a global research task force for researching this space, providing data on this space, cleaning up data on this space, and even doing things like 
creating, um, you know, creating and submitting algorithms for trading these type of assets. Let me, Thomas, real quick, ask you some questions about the terminology so people aren't completely lost in this if they haven't heard of crypto before. So I'm going to try and explain this to you and you correct me where I'm wrong because I'll try to explain it how I know my audience might understand it. Um, a blockchain is a is a literally think of it like you're drunk typing on your keyboard and you hit like 17 or 20 ish keys. It's literally a string of like numbers and things. And you think about that almost like a quarter or, or a dollar bill that you'd have in your wallet. Is that basically accurate? That is the current that blockchain is the currency of crypto. That's let me take let's take a quick step back and then we'll arrive at that point. So really quickly. So the old way of building stuff, let's take Twitter as an example. So you would, you'd go to the capital, you or I would go to the capital markets, we'd raise some money, we'd hire a team of people, we'd put them in an office and we'd pay them decent salary. They would build an app, which they would then release to the world and people would, users would post cat photos and get some degree of utility out of it. Yep. Um, on a, in a blockchain ecosystem, you basically have this technology, which is a combination of about four different technologies that for the first time in history allows secure transfer of value on the internet with uh, no third party approving it or making sure that the transactions are happening or that they're recorded. So a blockchain is basically just this layer, which is a secure transfer layer or anything, but you know, things of value that you want to securely transfer that overlays on the internet. Interesting. Can I think of it like a like a like a the top cover you'd put on your bed, right? And then you can it covers up and hides everything underneath and whatever you want to do under there. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, th I think you can think of it like that. Like technically, there's you know, you could use a blockchain independent of the internet in some ways. But yeah, I think that's a good way to think about it. It's okay, like terrorists, Tom, how do you solve that problem? Right? This is going to be like a big thing. I think that this industry is going to hit right is you can't track any of this. Well, you can actually track activity on the blockchain quite nicely because it's all open source. Okay, so it's a bit tricky to figure out who's doing what because people can have, you know, you or I could create wallets, numerous wallets and do stuff with those. But if you actually really, really wanted to, and I think the SEC will really want to, uh, you can actually pin down who's doing what. And how do you do that though? I thought that was the value of this is, uh, is, is the system can see that this many things were transferred here, but they could never tie it back to me and my flesh and my blood and my location here in Austin, Texas. So the, the Bitcoin blockchain, you, you ultimately you could if you, uh, so every time you make a transaction on the Bitcoin blockchain, you're leaking cues, uh, clues about who you are and what you're up to. And so you could actually, you know, given enough data science, you could trace those clues and figure out who, what Nathan's up are to. Are those like location so, clues or? Yeah, like location, uh, patterns um, of purchasing, even language in some cases leading up to a transaction. Interesting. The um, IP addresses, The there are blockchains that have been released, uh, Zcash and others that are aiming to have a completely anonymous blockchain, which Interesting. You know, yeah. Okay, so we've talked about blockchains, we've talked about tokens, we kind of talked about kind of how they how these things work. Um, let's talk about like, getting rich, right? The valuations like of these things going up. Should we think about this like gold when there is fear in the world and people want to feel safe? Gold and blockchain will keep increasing in value? I guess a couple core things going on. So the, the Bitcoin blockchain is it, its best use case is a store of value. It's not that effective as a currency because it's expensive and slow to transfer stuff at the moment. They're working on changing that, but it's not moving very quickly. 
But as a store of value, if you compare it to gold, it is uh, in a number of ways better. You don't have to store gold underground and hire guards to protect it. It's this internet-based thing. You don't need a bunch of uh, like third-party vaults to take care of it, although that is the case in some, you know, kind of how it's being organized in the world. But so without getting too deeply into it, you basically got a store of value that is it works like gold, but is much better than gold in every respect that you care about in a store of value. The issue with the Bitcoin blockchain is that it's not as trusted yet as gold, but my belief is, and the belief of, you know, for example, Naval Ravikant, the Angelist CEO, is that it will become as trusted as gold. And if it does, it will be worth trillions of dollars. Another key point there, though, is for as an investor, you want to be, I think, diversified across multiple blockchains that are stores of value because... Just to be clear, Tom, when you say multiple, uh, uh, multiple, uh, sorry, wait, would you just say multiple what? Blockchains. Blockchain. Uh, so yeah. like, is Bitcoin one, Ethereum is another? Yeah, yeah. So every one of these tokens is um, the unit of currency, basically, within a blockchain. Yeah, okay, one of these tokens is a unit of currency within a blockchain. So if I think of one token as a penny, another as a nickel, and another as a quarter, all the pennies belong to Ethereum, all the nickels belong to Bitcoin. Is that, is that an accurate way to think, it, think about it? I think a good analogy is that uh, think of each of them like a country's currency. Okay, got it. And you've got actually that's a really good point. So you've got you've got the Bitcoin blockchain, which was the first, and it's it works really well as a store of value. And a Bitcoin is just a, a unit in that chain. There's 21 million units in that chain. You can almost think of it like a big train car, where each Bitcoin is one of these train cars yep. that you can securely transfer stuff in. Yep. Ethereum came along, and they said. Okay, cool. There's going to be a lot of um, different blockchains. Like there will be a blockchain for transferring identity. There will be a blockchain for secure medical information. And so what Ethereum is, is oh, basically versus like, right now it's only being used for financial, like currency related stuff. It is being used for a lot of different stuff. Oh, okay. Um, but so Ethereum is essentially like WordPress. It's a place where you can go to build blockchains mm. and host them. Got it. Okay, that's a really good analogy. Good. My audience will understand that. Um, talk to me about getting rich on it, right? So like you said, okay, you said one thing was as people gain trust that that this will be more like gold, it gains value. So so that's critical. Um, but is a unpredictable leader like Donald Trump, right? Like, like blockchain's best friend, because the more unpredictable the world is, the more people are going to go towards these other things that aren't reliant on one political leader. I think so. Uh, so Bitcoin is a store of value. Uh, it's becoming more trusted. If it even becomes a fraction as trusted as gold, it's going to be worth many billions of dollars, which it already is. And then if it goes beyond, it, it becomes at least as trusted as gold, people are going to run to it, and it's going to be worth trillions of dollars. You can never prove that any blockchain is secure because there's always a bug that somebody might find in the future. But the, in cryptography, the longer you wait to find a bug, the more trusted the thing gets. Um, but because you can never trust a single blockchain, I think there's going to be multiple blockchains that act like gold, digital gold, and multiple blockchains worth trillions of dollars. So that's kind of like the, the one category, which is the long-term buy and hold investing. The other category, which is you know a bit more complicated, but where a lot of people are making a lot of their money is in these new tokens, which go up in value. You know, Ethereum, what are, what are we at now? Like 
you know, 200 X since, since launch, I, that's probably not accurate, but something like that. Mm-hmm. So I can feel my audience going, Nathan, this is like a great interview. I'm loving this, but like, I don't have time to do this, but I, you've convinced me to get some exposure to this. They go, I can just almost feel them asking through the microphone. Nathan, ask Tom, if we had a thousand bucks that we just wanted to throw at this space, just to learn it with our own money behind it. Like what's the easiest way to do that? Like literally what do they go to walter.ai? What website can they go to, to throw a, a grand at this? So I would advocate for, so I think that the, these, this way of building stuff is going to be the way the world builds stuff for the next decade. So I think it's, if you're an entrepreneur, I think, and you're interested in technology, you should go to an exchange like Coinbase in the U S you should coinbase.com coinbase.com. You should throw some, it's, it's, uh, you know, uh, a mutual friend of ours did, the, did all the design. It's a great group of entrepreneurs who built it. They've raised hundred million. It's a very secure system. I'm do- um, Tom, I'm doing this right now. So don't fuck me up here. Oh man. Yeah, do it. Do it. <laughs> I support you. I'm going to throw, listen, I, when I, I, this is an aside, but when I was in college, I never got excited about the finance class until I said, you know what? Maybe if I put up three grand of my own money into stocks, I'll pay attention in class. Cause I have my own money on the line. So I know I want to learn more about this. And the quickest way for me to psych myself out to learning it is to throw some of my own money against it. So that's exactly what I'm going to do. Absolutely. So Coinbase allows you to buy only three different types of cryptocurrencies or tokens. Um, I would recommend if you want to get, if you want to go all in, step one is buy some Bitcoin on Coinbase, okay. and then open up Poloniex account. Spell that. Uh, P-O-L-O. Uh, N-I-E-X. N-I-E-X dot com. Yep. Polo is the jargon. Got it. And on Polo, you can buy whatever you want. You can now, buy, why like, is Polo different, different though? Because they all, you can buy more stuff than just on Coinbase? Yep. yep. Interesting. And they only take Bitcoin deposits, so you need to get your money into crypto. So you need to put your money into uh, upload fiat to Coinbase, buy Bitcoin, and then just transfer it easily. You know, you'll self-explanatory on the websites. Transfer it from say Coinbase to Polo, and then you can trade whatever you want. This is interesting. Okay, uh, another another question I have for you, which I think this is kind of where you're playing. Um, the richest, the people that built the most wealth back in the the, the gold rush that happened in the U.S. Uh, were not the people going to look for gold. It's the ones that convinced the world there was gold in this mine and then set up the pickaxe shop right next to the gold mine. Like Walter strikes me as that kind of model. You are. It doesn't matter what's going to happen with crypto or Bitcoin, but you know it's going to be big. And your little pickaxe shop and you're selling pickaxes and jeans and panning, you know, things to pan for the gold is Walter.ai. Is that accurate? And if so, how can other entrepreneurs listening think about what to build around this ecosystem the the first the first thing that people have to get clear on is that building stuff in this world is it's using a model that we've never seen before so the old way again twitter go get your money from the capital markets hire people build a product release it value accrues to twitter corporate which accrues to twitter shareholders in the crypto world, you actually create, uh, because we can transfer value on the internet, you basically design like a micro economy with mm-hmm. incentives, like, and you release that to the world. People all around the world come into your micro economy mm-hmm. and they do work for you. They build your infrastructure for you in exchange for incentives. And Bitcoin mining is just an example of that. People incentives like what? Tokyo, like tokens? Reward, yeah, token rewards. Uh, which are tran- transferable for other tokens like Bitcoin or even, and then you can cash it out, of course, into fiat. Huh. So... A concrete example is Bitcoin mining. The system is released. You need somebody to prove that transactions are occurring. Mining is set up. As a miner, I, I did a bit of mining back in the day. You would come in, 
you're, you're running, you're buying your own hardware, you're putting it in a, in a warehouse in Vancouver, you're paying for the power, you're doing all this work as an individual because you're getting rewarded in Bitcoin. You're like, you're, it's like almost like you're setting, like a new town's being set up. You are building a little electrical grid because you know the thing needs power. Exactly the right way to think about it. And so now there's hundreds of these little towns hmm. that have been built to do different things. Like Walter is, is uh, creating a, an army of people around the world who are, who are contributing data in exchange for reward. Oh, you're, you're paying people in tokens. They're like free employees, but you're paying them in tokens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. fascinating. So this is how when someone says they're mining something, they could be mining coin from you because they're contributing to the Walter.ai platform. Exactly. Oh, wow. Interesting. So if I want to get rich in this space, I just literally, I, I literally, as we're talking here, I just put a thousand bucks in Coinbase following your instructions. Is it more important for me to do that to build wealth or should I go set up a bunch of little mining towns? to earn tokens well i mean crypto crypto businesses are are definitely difficult and it's just like any it's just like any startup but i think there's an added there's two added layers of complexity in that you have to design a good economy you have to design a town which is tricky and crypto economics are new and the other thing is your, your workforce is going to be distributed and you've probably dealt with that in your in your work life it's just tricky to deal with a whole bunch of people around the world so an easy way to get good returns in this space is um it's just to buy into these tokens, which are which are units of currencies in these little town economies, because you and I, for the first time in history, we have liquid venture capital. We can we can buy into the same projects that that A16Z is buying into, and we can buy into them from day one. We can, I, yeah. Let me use this analogy quickly. So Facebook IPO, bought into that. Maybe I five x my my money, but most of the value has already been created and accrued to the VCs and, and angels who supported them early. Yep. Uh, within the crypto world, people's tokens are going liquid often before they even have a product. So you or I can buy into a hundred different projects. We can ride up that value creation. Of course, we're going to, some of the projects will fail, but it's a really key point for the first time in history, the world has liquid internet based venture capital. That's a really interesting analogy. Um, so yeah, I could have I could have set up a mining town around Facebook back in 06 versus, you know, being Mark Andreessen or Peter Thiel who had a personal relationship with Mark Zuckerberg and that's like got in that deal and I could have gotten in by just hard work mining and Facebook rewarding me with tokens. Mining or just buying the tokens because you and I can now you can just we can just purchase the token on the internet. And there's an unlimited amount of them. It depends. So Bitcoin is limited to 21 million. Some of them don't have a limit. It's it's uh, we're seeing this great kind of Cambrian explosion of people experimenting, and there's a lot to be learned. So tons of people designing different types of tokens with different rules because it's code. So you and I can make up our token, the Nathan token. Yep. We can set rules whatever we want. We program it on Ethereum. We launch it, and we see what happens. I almost want to like the way you're describing this and the way I'm starting to think about it and why I'm getting so excited. I was obsessed. I can't believe I'm, I'm admitting this. I'm like a business guy now. This is going to look so bad because I'm like tough now, but I wasn't. I used to play Neopets like crazy and you're smiling. So you must have too. Neopets. No, this is before my time. You're a couple years younger than me. I think this is. But you know what I'm talking about? These are like these little yeah, yeah. like cute little animals that like little girls play with but i loved it because there was a stock exchange and they're like little games you could play in towns to earn like neo points and blah 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 and it, or this is like sims or roller coaster tycoon like i would love for somebody to build like a roller coaster tycoon ver like literally that kind of interface for this it would make it so much easier to communicate to the masses 
Yeah, and there are games. Uh, you know, the names escape me because I'm not a gamer, but there there are games where you can earn cryptocurrencies. There are casinos online where you can where you can earn and trade these cryptocurrencies. Um, yeah, that, I mean, those game economies are definitely the most obvious precursor to a lot of this stuff. Yeah, um, interesting. Okay, so let me just go over some more terms. Uh, tell me which, just vomit on me here for a second. So blockchains, tokens, what are the other critical terms in this ecosystem? Crypto economics are key. Uh, uh, crowd sale is key. So crypto economics is just... Um, you're buying in. You're, if you're buying a token, you're buying into this economy, and you you should know what the rules of that economy are, and you should you should believe in them. If, so if you're doing due diligence and you're trying to pick pick like out of the 200 tokens I could buy, which should I buy? Um, and again, a token. Know, the analogy you gave that's like a country's uh, a currency, basically. Yeah, it's a uh, it's basically a, a unit on a blockchain. Yeah. So a, a token on a blockchain or a digital asset on a blockchain, which can represent a whole bunch of different things. But basically, it's just the mechanism by which you can transfer value on a blockchain. Okay. And name two tokens. So two tokens. One would be uh, Ethereum, obviously, which is the unit that you need to run apps on essentially the WordPress of blockchains or the place where you can produce your own blockchain. One, okay. of, one of them. And give me another one other example of a token. Uh, another one would be SIA, uh, S-I-A coin. Sia and coin. they are building essentially distributed Dropbox. Interesting. So anybody in the world can contribute their computer to use as storage and uh, in exchange for reward in these tokens, in these SIA coins. Okay, so um, I should think of blockchain in terms of parent-child relationship. Um, a token is above a blockchain. A blockchain is part of a token. Is that accurate? Yeah, you can think of a, a, a token like a packet. If you're, you're familiar with IP protocols, you, you transfer, uh, you communicate information around the world as copies inside of packets, basically. Okay. And so a, a, a token is like a packet on the of blockchain. Bitcoin, of blockchains or no? Uh, Bitcoin is just the first, it was the first blockchain. And okay. so it's what most of the new blockchain, it's basically what all of the, the new blockchains are in some way based off of. And Bitcoin itself is based off of 30 years of, people working on cryptography and, and different ways of transferring value securely on the internet. But you said a token, you said a token is like a packet. What is, is that packet full of blockchains? Uh, no, the blockchain is the protocol layer okay. on which packets or tokens are transferred around. Okay. So, so block, okay. So I should look at the blockchain almost like a rule book that regulates how a token is transferred. Yeah, it is the, it is the protocol layer, the transfer layer, um, in which is embedded the rules of uh, how the different how the, the tokens work and how they're secured. Okay, and you just—I I missed the name, but you said tokens or what? It was a start with a P. What was the other thing a token is called? Uh, tokens would be called, um, you know, cryptocurrencies. People—it's a bit of a misnomer. People call them cryptocurrencies. Okay. Um, people call them. Uh, Anything you know, else? In, in some way, you could call them a packet. It's kind of like a packet. It's not really. Okay. Um, okay I think cool. cryptocurrencies and tokens are the most common terms. Okay. Um, good. And then what are the other... So just taking this back to the, the, the Walter.ai example or the, or, the, or the small village kind of example, um, what the, 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 person, the person building the Walter.ai or the, you know, the electrical grid that's going to power a little town, that, that is called a miner? A miner is somebody who 
runs an algorithm on their own piece of hardware, um, usually, yeah. that basically uh, checks for activity within a blockchain and then says, this occurred, and it lays that information down in the blockchain permanently so that there's a record of what's gone on. Oh, so got, it, got it, got Bitcoin. Basically, there's, yeah, I'm, I'm transferring you a Bitcoin. There's, it goes out into the world. There's miners who are going to be running the blockchain, um, running an algorithm on their hardware, exploring the blockchain, looking for transactions, and then grouping them together and sticking them into this public secure ledger. Is there a way to figure out, like, what are the cheapest, where are the cheapest places to mine? Like, how do you measure the resources it takes to earn a token or a packet across all these different mining opportunities? Is that a real question? Yeah, yeah. So you've got, say you have, say we have 500 blockchains right now. And within say 200 of those, you or I could go onto the internet and we could contribute something, you know, Burning Man style. We could contribute something to that community and get rewarded for it. One case is we run an algorithm on a piece of hardware and we like search for transactions and that's called um, proof of work and that's basically mining. Or it might be as simple though as you and I could go online and post something on a, a blockchain-based social media platform and we could get a token for posting something. So the ways in which you can contribute are really, really varied right now. And how it's you, becoming more how, and more varied. How do really smart miners not game that? Like if the metric is posting something on a social network, why don't they just write an algorithm that like posts one time every two seconds just to mine Bitcoin? It's part of the beauty of the space. Like it's, it's if you can contribute, figure out how to do it. You know, there's, there's mining shops that have like purchased massive ships in China and they've negotiated to get free power from the Chinese government to mine this stuff. Like it's an, it's an open field. Uh, which makes it a beautiful time for people in this space. I love this. My mind is buzzing. I don't understand it fully yet, but I'm going to because of this interview and because of the money I just put through Coinbase. What, any any other things that I just because part of getting like good at interviewing is understanding the right questions to ask. This is a rare exception where I might have actually missed a critical question. Is, is there something I haven't asked about that we should know about? It's it's 1999 in this space in many ways, or maybe it's 1998, but for the first time in history, we have liquid venture capital, but there was only 66 offerings of these liquid venture tokens last year. So extremely limited supply, crazy demand for these things because you, anybody in the world can buy them and they're liquid, which is an amazing thing. Um, so people should be aware that yeah, there might be this token with a market cap of say 200 million, but it might only be a four month old project with no product and no product market fit. So it truly is like liquid seed stage venture capital in many cases, um, which is I think in many ways a wonderful thing. It's gonna fuel a lot of innovation and, and all, the tech bubble in 99 fueled a ton of experimentation and, and that led to a lot of the tech we have today. But you know, could there be a major correction and has there been major corrections in the last five years i mean there's been several so yes we're at a we're at a pretty bubbly time right now and it's i think everyone should participate but i would say um absolutely participate and at the same time participate with the awareness that you're buying something that uh, you know may go to zero i was the last question i was pitched a few days ago on investing in a cryptocurrency basically index fund by this gentleman who seemed very intelligent and he's raising five million dollars to then go get exposure just like almost the vanguard s p 500 does right um the minimum investment is 100 grand kind of like us dollars what kinds of questions should i ask him to know if he knows what he's doing or not like if he 
because he has to the reason that you would pay a like a fund manager in the real world is they have access to some information or an instinct or something how do you even ask those kinds of questions for someone proposing this model in crypto yeah so i think first i think first principles uh, i guess i'd go to first principles i would say um how do you invest in what what are tokens they are liquid venture capital investments how do you make good venture capital investments you typically have an information asymmetry. You have access. Typically, you have access to the team. So, um, and then usually you have a cadre of people around you who you're talking to. Like, you know, you're Peter Thiel. You call it Mark Andreessen. You're like, hey, are these guys crazy? Or are they onto something? And Peter's like, ah, these are sweet. Let's invest. So if, I'm, if somebody was pitching me on an investment like that, I would say, um, do you know who uh, do you have a personal relationship with Metastable and Polychain, which are the two best hedge funds in the space, in my opinion? Polymail chain? Uh, yeah, sorry. Polychain. Polychain, okay. Just a great group of people. And Metastable. And Metastable, which is uh, Naval Ravikamp of Angelus, one of the co-founders. Got it. So do you know or so have if, a personal connection with those teams? Yeah, if, if there's no personal relationship with those guys... You know, maybe they, maybe I would, I would pass, or I'd try to get into another fund. Then I would say, um, you know, are you buying into tokens during during the token sale, or are you buying into tokens during a pre-sale? Because, like venture capital, by the time this these deals become public, it's often too late, and that's becoming more and more true. There's a project last week that raised 85 million in like 15 minutes, and if you weren't in the pre-sale of that, you probably weren't able to buy tokens. And the way you got a pre-sale is how you basically are. You're finding these teams before they launch, and you're you're negotiating, and you're uh, you're purchasing tokens. Which goes back to your first question, which was, do you have a a personal connection to MetaStable or Polychain? As a yeah, as an example. Yeah, yeah, or or, and I I would also just ask about the. the last two things I would ask about is just their history in this space, because it is a it is a pretty small space with a high degree of awareness of who's doing what. And um, if, as an investor, I think it would just be a really helpful thing. Like it's you're trying to become friends with nerds, building inter- interesting stuff, and supporting them. Yep. And so, if you have no history in the space, it's going to be harder. Uh, then the other thing is okay. So you buy into these things. They kind of IPO, right? These yep. digital I- IPOs or ICOs, initial coin offering, is what they're typically called. Although that you know, you're pushing the bounds of what's of what's legal to call them by saying that because in many cases they're not supposed to be securities. But so the last thing I would ask them about is their strategy of um, of trading. If you buy into an ICO and you make 50x, then are you how are you getting out of that position? And in some cases, you're going to have really illiquid positions. And so an intelligent answer to that would be like, well, we've gone to you know a large buyer and we've negotiated an option deal where they will purchase at a floor if we hit that floor. And so, or another good answer, uh, actually Eugene Hawking, who you probably know, gave me yeah. this. He's a, we were talking a lot about, uh, you know, his first business and, and the idea of pyramiding out of position. So you can, well, once you've made a good return that you're happy with, you can start to sell out of your position and slowly and rebalance. Yeah. Rebalance into some more stable uh, cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, Ethereum. Interesting. When I have Eugene on, I will talk to him about pyramiding. That'll be fun. Tom, this is good stuff. Um, we didn't talk a ton about Walter.ai, but why should people use Walter.ai? So all of us in this in this space um, need to support the good projects. We need to invest in the right tokens so that we can do financially well, but also so we're supporting the good projects and the good teams, and we're building the space. 
Um, in order to do that, we need information. A lot of it's qualitative. And so what Walter's uh, pursuing is a really difficult mission, but it's basically let's build a global community of contributors who are doing research in this space to put all of our information together in exchange for reward. Uh, that reward is the Walter token. It goes up in value um, as the data becomes uh, better and cleaner. So it's uh, the ask there is basically like, um, you know, get involved and join the conversation, contribute your data and, and enjoy the data of other people so we can all make better decisions and support better projects. Many of you listening right now don't have time to listen to every B2B SaaS CEO that I've interviewed. If you want to get access to the database I've created with year over year growth rates, customer accounts, margins, and many, many other data uh, metrics and data points, you can go to getlatka.com. Here's the thing though, this that database, I keep it to myself, it's so freaking valuable. And to preserve the quality of the data and make sure that the people that have access to it have a true advantage, I'm only letting 10 companies on each month. So we're full this month, but you can go to getlatka.com to get on the waiting list for next month. And look, there's big people on the waiting list. I mean, the biggest VCs you've ever heard of. You've probably heard of them. They're big, private equity, billions and billions under management. So it's an impressive waiting list. Go get on now at getlatka.com. Okay, Top Tribe, I have to tell you, many people go, Nathan, you came out of nowhere, your website's growing so fast, how'd you do it? The answer is simple. So I use HostGator, I don't know if you guys know that, but I use HostGator, and the reason I do, they have like about 4,500 free templates I can use, because I don't code. They've got a great e-commerce plugin, and guys, I bug the heck out of their support. They've got 24-7 support, which I love. So what I've done is I've worked with them. You guys know I make great deals. If you go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan, you can sign up, get your own domain for 30% off and a 45 day money back guarantee. Okay, again, I make great deals for you guys. Go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan to grab that now. Tom, good stuff. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite? Uh, we'll change the question here. What's your favorite crypto related book? Ooh. I really like, um, oh man, the title is escaping me. There, there was a, the only book that, that's um, really been written on the programming language uh, of Ethereum. So I'll look it up. Programming would, language of yeah, Ethereum book. Yeah, I would just I can send you a link as well. I'd Google uh, Solidity. Uh, I think it's the fundamentals of, of uh, Solidity programming for beginners or something like that. But it just um, it's like a really accessible way to understand what is different about about blockchain programming. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? I'm extremely impressed with uh, Brian Armstrong, the CEO of Coinbase, and I'm also very, very impressed with one of his first employees, uh, Olaf, I believe, Carlson, who is the uh, young and, and very, very bright founder of Polychain Capital. Interesting. Number three, is there a favorite online tool you have, like Acuity Scheduling? Man, my favorite online tools right now are my uh, are my crypt trusty trusty a little sketchy a little hard to use cryptocurrency exchanges uh, <laughs> Polo Bitfinex. All right, good stuff. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? A lot, A plus. Love it. Number uh, or actually, what's your situation? Married, single, you have kids? I am I am currently sitting here before I go to the office with my uh, my lovely partner Lindsay and my little puppy Indy. Wait, let me see. Show me the puppy. Oh, is Lindsay there? She is. Lindsay, how are you? I'm, we're waving. We're all waving at Lindsay. She's like, don't put the camera on me. All right. So <laughs> not married, but you're also not single in a relationship. No kiddos yet. And how old are you, Tom? 32. All right. Take us back 12 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? 
I wish I understood which industries were sort of young man game versus old man games. I spent a lot of my early career working in uh, renewable energy finance, which in many ways was awesome, good adventure, but I discovered the internet and just quickly realized that, you know, I didn't have to wear a tie in order to, to get the attention of supporters. There you guys have it from Tom, really a leading thought leader in the cryptocurrency space. He's building up his own platform, Walter.ai, which you can be a part of by going to that URL. He wishes he would have understand or understood what was an old man's game versus a young man's game. He's now happily playing in the young man's game in a very, very forward thinking space. Taught us about tokens, blockchains, and some of these key questions you should ask uh, for anyone pitching you on a crypto uh, investing kind of syndicate or investment fund. Tom Kenestinko, thank you for taking us to the top. Thanks, Dave, and thanks for sharing the info with everybody. If you enjoyed Tom today, go back and listen to Luis yesterday. They passed 15 million in revenue using a very weird customer acquisition strategy, breakfast meetups. 